Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? If scary movies give you dread, keep you up late night in bed, here's a podcast that will help raise your mind. We'll explain the plot real nicely, then we'll talk about what's frightening so you never have to have a spooky time. It's Ruined. Hey everybody, welcome to Ruined. I'm Hallie. And I'm Allison. And this is a podcast where we were in a horror movie just for you. Just for Allison, you guys. How you doing? I'm good. I have a new continent on my shit list. Oh, okay. Australia? Get out of here. Have we I feel like you should have already... No, I, I honestly would have assumed that you already hated Australia just I knowing do. you, but go ahead. Lay, spell it out for us. All I, you know, once again, everything I learn about the world now comes from TikTok because it's the only um, engagement I have with anything outside of my I, I need to download it again. It's just like every day when I go to do it, I'm like, I know this is going uh, to, it's just going to change my life. It's a bad idea. But go ahead. It's not only that the spiders there are out of control. Um, and we do need to do arachnophobia at some point. We still have not oh, seen that yeah. movie. I remember seeing that as a kid and we see, I think we saw it in theaters and at, well, the first scene where the spiders fall out of the tree I screamed so hard that we had to leave. So I think that <laughs> we have to do that movie then. Yeah, um, um, I remember the trailer just like ruining my life uh, when it would come on as an ad in TV. It's so good, what a good um, movie! But it's not even just that like the spiders are out of control. The very casual relationship the humans seem to have with the spiders is upsetting because it's always well, you know, it's like somebody making a video and they're like, "LOL," and it's like a spider the size of a baseball mitt on their wall, and they're like. Get out of here, buddy. And it's like, move. What? Well, no. I guess, you know, we could really all get, like, used to anything is sort of my first thought. True. Second of all, are, and this is maybe a dumb question. Are the spiders poisonous or are they just very large? I don't know. My hope okay. is that they're just very large because otherwise people must be dying constantly from spiders. Ooh. But I'll tell you, there would be nothing more disconcerting than just sort of seeing a football-sized spider walk around no. from behind your fridge, even if it's not venomous. Just that it's there. I mean, that's like devastating. That's like if a cat got in. You'd be like, whoa, what? no, 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 this can't a be. A cat with here. eight legs. A cat with eight legs. Oh, my God. I don't, anyway. yeah. Again, one of the many things I'm missing on TikTok. I should get back on there. I mean, I just don't know. I got other stuff going on. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a busy, it's a busy. But that's when, but that's where people get their information, or more accurately, their misinformation. <laughs> no, but apparently it's a huge problem, and we, we don't know how to resolve yeah, it. Misinformation is a huge problem. I can only hope that some of the things I'm seeing are misinformation, though. Like, if the spider stuff isn't real, I'm happy. That's great. And there is something about, I think recently, like, part of the problem with the internet is that it's all ages. Yeah. And so sometimes you see stuff, like, that is clearly fake, and the person replying is 13. So right. it's like, you don't, it's, hey, they don't know. It's not their fault. But it's right. also like, I shouldn't have to be on the same internet. Right. I should be, there should be a 30 plus internet yes. that we have to, God, of course, they would charge us out the ask for it, but I'd pay for it. I'd pay for it. 
That's part I of being over 30. over 30 internet. Oh, God. <laughs> Is somebody working on that? Let us know if anyone's heard of this new over 30 internet. Over 30 internet, our dream. Um, oh, God. And with you. Um, I'm okay. I feel like I've reached a new level of gay insanity just in it, politically. I feel like more optimistic than ever. I feel oh, more, wow. more um, enraged than ever. I, yeah, I feel, um, and, you know, as started, we look to 2023 as like a year to really establish where we are at as a country ahead of the next election. Oh, boy. And it's like, unless we fix this stuff, every election cycle is going to be this. That So it's like, in case you're like, oh, I, I don't know if I want to be motivated. What if things weren't like this every four, two to four years, basically, right. is my pitch. Um, how to do that? Well, the, the journey continues, but I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, other than that, that's all I have. I bought a chair. Oh, I bought a chair oh. that's the wrong color and it's Ugh. ruining my life. What, how, how was it wrong? Okay, so my living room, I painted pink. Great. And I'll show, eventually when I have like things in it, I'll, I'll show everybody on yeah. the stream, because why not? But I have a lamp, I have a, or a, like an olive green couch, and it's pink walls. So really, I have to stick to green and pink. It could be dark green, even like black. I feel mm. like I can like mm -hmm. ground I, it with yeah. neutral colors. Yeah. And I was at a store, Allison. Oh, no. And I was, First they had it. They were at it like it was a vintage secondhand store, yeah. and it was an upholstered office chair. It's like a orangey sunshine marigold yellow. Okay, I just don't think I can pull it all together. I don't have it in me. I'm not a colors person. I can't visualize. I think I'm if every, like it looks insane. If all the greens are kind of dark and the pink is like soft, and everything kind of feels new, like if if that one piece is bright, I think that's okay. I, I, I'm really going to, I would need to have somebody come over and help me. Cause I'm just, this is a part of my brain that does not function. So I brought it in like, oh, my life is ruined. <laughs> um, but then I was like, oh, I'll put it in the bedroom. Cause then like people come over, they won't see it. But my bedroom is a light blue and it's an even weirder. Yeah. That's like a again, I can pull sun it off, in the like, sky. Yeah. Like if I did like a darker blue or like a medium blue, like I feel like there'd be ways to do it, like yeah. ground it. But ah, you know, I don't have, my brain is just. A little, a rat on a wheel, Allison. Yeah. And the rat's like, I don't know how to pull this together. I guess it's the rug. I, it could be anything. The rug could be it. Um, yeah, I, the rug is a great together. start. There is a, <laughs> there is a fashion designer who I follow on Instagram and on TikTok who is really down. good. I will fuck up her name, but it's the head designer of Tibby, T-I-B-I. Okay. Um, has great stuff about colors that go, like, Ooh, why okay. colors do and don't go together. And like, once you see it visually, you're like, I actually understand this and like how to like put it out together. She has a theory Ooh, for okay. dressing that I feel like might be true for interior design too. And it's called one ton or none. So either Ooh, you have okay. one fold color and everything else is neutral. And neutral doesn't mean like black and white. It means mm -hmm. like non-color colors. Um, mm -hmm. Ton, which is everything is a bright color. Okay. Or none. Yes. Amy, uh, Milovic, Smilovic. I've, okay, cool. Um, uh, we'll post that for people. Um, really good. She's really, I, I feel like you could explore her theories on dressing and it might solve some interior I like this. problems. Yeah, I definitely, it's just one of those things though where it's like, I've, I've you know, I shouldn't look at it like I've cursed myself with a chair that doesn't fit in. I should look at it as an opportunity. Opportunity. To fucking shoot for the moon to and somehow colors. there we go. There yeah. it is. Well, that's what else am I doing? Yeah, you know what I mean. So I've created at every, at every stage of my life, I've created a huge obstacle. Yeah, and my latest one is a marigold yellow office chair, which is very comfortable and yeah. cute. 
I'll show it. Eventually when I have like a room set up, guys, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll show you um, on the on the feed. But also, you know, that's not going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. There's just junk all around me. You just yeah. can't see it. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, speaking about things that exist, but you can't see. Oh, that's, Ooh, what we haven't done an segue. actual okay segue in a while. And that feels right. And that, of course, is um, the movie we're doing this week as we continue horny month, um, horny horror. And that is, of course, the movie From Beyond. And this is a movie that I'm like, damn, I wish I was. But again, I shouldn't look at it like that because I was thinking I wish I was a little further down my gay journey Mm. to have language to talk about my feelings about this movie. Oh, interesting. But maybe it means the movie was meant. I was meant to see it at this point so that I can inform my thoughts about this. Catapult you into the next phase. And also, we could always, because I was like, maybe I'd, I'd love to have uh, a gay person on to talk about this. Not necessarily gay, but a queer person or yeah, yeah. you know, a person who has uh, thought horror thoughts from a queer perspective. And we could always do that later. Yeah. We're allowed to do whatever we want. Nobody we could do whatever. We could buy a marigold chair. It doesn't matter. Exactly. And this movie was my marigold chair for, and that chair is getting awful wet. Oh. This is a wet movie, Allison. It seemed wet. Like, I got Ooh, wet from it. Yeah. It is goopy. All right. Uh, we always like to have Allison watch the trailer. Allison, what did you think about the trailer for From Beyond? I mean, when they said in the trailer that it's from uh, the creator, I don't know if it's producers or directors or writers of Reanimator, I was like, that tracks. That really all makes sense with like what yes. I'm seeing, the vibe. Um, so, it did it, yes, seem it's the wet. same director. It's the same director, Stuart Gordon, and has two of the same stars. Um, Jeffrey Combs plays um, the uh, one of the protagonists, and he is uh, the lead character in Reanimator, the evil a scientist, not mm-hmm. the good one. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Herbert West as uh, the an- Reanimator himself. And then the female lead of From Beyond is all is the female lead from Reanimator, and it is of course the fabulous Barbara Crampton. Incredible. Um, and they're both. This movie is just like again, like a movie that perfectly sums up everything that I love about horror movies, which is genuine moments of like, oh no, yeah, I like. And that. then and one liners like it, yes. Stuart Gordon. You know, yes. we'll have to do more of his. Those, I mean, the Reanimator and um. From Beyond are sort of his main, or his two bangers that I've seen. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to explore more of his oeuvre. And oh, I've also said, oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll definitely do more of him. And this is a, a movie um, that is inspired by the work of H.P. Lovecraft, mm-hmm. who has, of course, come up on the pod before. And you have no familiarity with H.P. Lovecraft, right, Allison? No. Great. That's totally None. fine. <laughs> um, I don't know anything about anything, so... Right, but just, just sort of the themes. the starting point is zero. Right. And I think it's sort of like <laughs> the themes that emerge from H.P. Lovecraft. And again, viciously racist. Of course. You know, and it, of, of his time, but racist at his time as well. Yeah. Um, sort of H.P. Lovecraft, of, you're saying. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I think I had a sense of. And I think it's like his overall um, world building idea is the idea that there are, there's human life. And then there are these sort of um, interdimensional gods, Mm -hmm. god monsters Mm -hmm. that humans worship or interact with. And the way that we access them is either through science or the supernatural. But like, it's the idea of God as a monster, sort of, or like Mm -hmm. God, Mm -hmm. gods as Mm -hmm. monsters. Mm -hmm. 
Because you'd be like, well, why would somebody want to summon it? Well, it's always some human foible. It's yes. it's, it's scientific hubris. It's it's lust. In this case, it's both, oh. um, which we'll get into, of course, because it's horny month. It is horny month. But I feel like it's like he. That's why he's a, a like a horror, you know, sort of a horror voice that people keep going back to because these are such evocative ideas of like, why would a human want to fuck with all this stuff? I don't know. It's just our way. Yeah. We if there's something shit. that's in the beyond, we're gonna want to fuck with it. Yeah. We can't get around it, you know. Yeah. We're too dumb. Um, we also like to have uh, take a baseline scary for Allison. Allison, how scary do you find the concept of having a heretofore undiscovered sixth sense? Ooh. Not to be mistaken with the, the sixth, sixth sense. sense. Um, which, of course, is being able to perceive ghosts. But that's, right. that's but this a is a different thing. one, sensory yeah. in nature. Um, I don't want that. Okay. Like, if most people don't have it, I don't want it. Yeah. If all humans... Right, you want to be... Yeah, you want to be in the mix. We all have this. Then I'm like, yeah, I'll have it. Okay, but what if... we're ordering fries, like, I'll have some. But I don't want to be out here on my own being like, I can do something that's a mix of smell and taste. Like, I don't want that. (laughs) And I think it's interesting because the the villain in this movie, he really does want everyone to have it. Interesting. You know what I mean? Now, what what that looks like is a little different, but... He does want, and I think that is what I think is interesting. Like the messages around like desire in general are so interesting in this movie. Um, that, um, yeah, the idea of a sixth sense. And if you had to have a sixth sense, mm. Allison, what would it be? Do you think? I mm. think I would always know the levels of products I have in my home every time I go to the store. And that's would, great. Like, that's incredibly smart. Because I, three times in the last month, was like, you need dish soap. And like, every <laughs> time I went to the store, and like, I had enough that I was like, getting through washing whatever I needed to wash. But like, every time I was forgetting. And if there was some kind of sense where I could like, definitely be aware right. of that. And like, it would always be in the front of my mind. And therefore, I wouldn't constantly <laughs> be like, getting in the shower and be like, there's no body wash. Like, that would be great. <laughs> You know, it's funny because, like, I absolutely have that same desire. And I'm like, you know what we're talking about is having a memory. Yes. And, like, having a good memory, which neither of us have. Nope. And so it does feel like a sixth sense. Yes. Because we don't have that. I That's don't have that. What would you, what you, would you that, have? Like, I was like, oh, I'd love to know when all the food in my fridge was about to go bad because I'm really bad at keeping track of that. Mm. But that's a similar problem. That's also just, like, being um engaged <laughs> with your surroundings. Which is not our strong suit. No, it is I, not. And I, I'll be honest, I'll say it. Well, I was going to say, or color. So I'm like, again, that's vision. We already on, on <laughs> no, no, paper have yeah, color. You are one of the five, it seems. <laughs> I wish I just had the senses I was supposed to have. If yeah. I just had full five senses, I'd be operating. Yeah, I'm like, I guess I would like to not have glasses. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my um, my mother has hearing aids, and um, she my got it later. Do, 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 now, too. But I'll be honest, as I round towards 40, I'm like, I can already sort of tell, you know, oh, yeah. it, you know, things I might be, that's probably where I'm headed genetically eventually. But then that's an interesting thing to like, to, to when you have to decide it's bad enough, mm-hmm. that, like, or like, not bad enough, but like, you have to decide when like, you're ready for assistance. Yeah. And that's, that's a very, like, how do you check in with yourself? It's very how do hard. You, yeah. Very hard. I've talked to you about, again, I've yet to get diagnosed with ADHD. I'm sorry to bring it up again. But it's like, you know, I feel like um, we just, our system does not encourage you to 
just go ask questions of a doctor. <laughs> like, no. We really are like, no, nope. you better have a fucking eyeball hanging out of that fucking socket before yeah, you, you actually have a look up. pocket oh, full right. of cash and a lot of time to kill if you want to go see a doctor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just like, hope you don't own anything you'd want to lose <laughs> when you go to the doctor. Um, um, anywho, um, luckily the homeowner in this film is definitely, um, well, I gotta say they're not making a lot of money off of their home at the end of it, but I suppose they're dead. So, you know, can you make, can you make money from hell, Allison? I hope so. Oh God. Um, the dream. Yeah. You get to die and keep working. Yeah, yes, I'm monetizing hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely going to be an influencer is, in hell. I was like, Allison, why is nobody monetizing hell? Like nobody's what are we doing? monetizing hell and they should be. Um, copyright, 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 Allison Limey. I'm monetizing hell. Speaking of monetizing hell, um, mm-hmm. a terrible segue. Um, we need to announce our next live show while we're yes. here before we get like deeper into um, whatever we're talking about. <laughs> right. I know. I've, I've explained it Lost so obliquely. already. Um, well, just remember, it's a lot. It's very gooey. So everything we're gooey. talking about, imagine that, but just so gooey. much more goo. Um, the And the movie we're doing for February's live show, we're doing it Sunday, February 26th. Uh, it is, of course, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie that just came out. Um, Knock at the Cabin. I have yet to see it. Sabrina, our producer, has seen it. She has a lot of strong feelings yeah. about it. I'm going to do I, something I never do. And even then, am I going to do it? I don't know. It depends on what my bandwidth is. But I'm going to try to read. And, of course, by read, I mean listen to on Audible. Mm-hmm. The movie or, or the book that Knock at the Cabin is based on. Oh, which is The Cabin at the End of the World by Paul G. Tremblay, because I do think it's interesting to see differences between the book and the movie. And Always. if we have a, we have damn near a month, I could pull it off. I think you And if do I it. don't, I apologize. Thank you. Thank you for your support. I believe in you. So um, yeah. tickets will be coming if you're a $20 Patreon member. Uh, those will be in your inbox the day before, something like that. And if not, get a ticket at moment.co slash ruined. I think that's it. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, just uh, put that in your calendars because we're excited for it. Um, thank you. And now back to the goo. Yeah. So oh, get ready, get ready, ready for goo. Here comes goo. Ooh. Allison, would you like to guess the twist <laughs> in from from beyond? Guess the twist. I don't even really have a sense of like the plot of the movie from the trail. Mm-hmm. So I watched it um like forty minutes ago now. So I forget what happened. <laughs> oh my god, this is tough. This is this, bad. Are we in purgatory? Are we dead in purgatory? God. No, I mean, I'm the same way. I like, I, it's stupid. not, we're not well, we said we're not well women and we are we're not doing well nothing women. to improve our you know situation. What? And we've never claimed to be. Um, no, we've never lied to you. Give me a log line first. Okay. Um, I know it's <clears> science <throat> and it's gooey. Okay, a man is... Accused of killing his boss, a prominent scientist. Mm -hmm. And in order to prove that he's innocent, he, his supervising scientist counselor, and a police sergeant have to return to the scene of the crime and prove whether or not they have uh, invented a device that can see the beyond. And the beyond being just whatever this movie establishes. I'm going to guess that an entity in the beyond actually killed the guy and created the device, and it's all a trick. Ooh, great. And then just to take another baseline scary real quick, how do you feel about the concept of the beyond? Bad. 
Ooh, I don't like, like anything it. is the beyond to me. Something that happened five minutes ago is like technically part of the beyond. <laughs> How did we start oh. this podcast? I forget. Um, yeah. Well, like you said, all the big spiders in Australia. I think yeah. part of what it hits so wrong about that is that it feels of the beyond. It does feel of the beyond. For us. It feels For extraterrestrial, them it's not of this world. Um, yeah, I don't want it. I barely find with the, the current. <laughs> But the now, bed bath. The also, bed bath and beyond is closing, so it's like we don't even get to see the concept. Of, the beyond is a helpful concept, I think. Too many coupons. Um, luckily, you won't need coupons for this movie. You'll need coupons. I don't know. Let's begin. Ruining from beyond. So we open on Doctor Crawford Tillinghurst. Nope. Already a, love it. That Iconic. is incredible naming. Um, and that is, of course, Jeffrey Combs, uh, the star of Reanimator, it, who is, you know, it, his skill is going, dear God. Yes. And boy, he's great at it. Great skill. We see him typing away on his computer and he is in the attic of a home uh, mm. where there is essentially a gigantic room sized computer on every wall. Mm. And in the middle is a human sized device with sort of big, gigantic p- pitchfork um, sized metal prongs around a globe. So when you look at it, the the large globe is sort of at face height. Um, And as he's typing frantically on his computer, suddenly the screen blinks the word ready. And he goes, it's happening. And he runs downstairs to get, find his boss, Dr. Edward Pretorius. His name. And I mean, incredible. And he runs and said, it's working. The device. Um, Unfortunately, they run back up. And when they do, the purple globe is emitting a magenta light. This is very bisexual lighting. Everything about lighting this is so good. Um, And in the glowing magenta light, we see these images of sort of floating eels. And suddenly the eel attacks Crawford biting him in the face like a real eel. Yes. So something that looks like it looks like it's going to be a hologram, but it's and then real. suddenly it latches onto his nope. face. He rips it off. I hate eels. However, his boss Edward Pretorius, you know, he's he's screaming the resonator. That's the name of the device, Allison. Okay, obviously, Crawford says, "Oh my God, the resonator! The new program. It works just like you said." I want to take a minute to tell you what Dr. Pretorius is wearing, which yeah. is an open nope. black silk robe Oh, with a gold chain. Was he and at it, home? So that's the thing, Allison. <laughs> they, because this is an H.P. Lovecraft story, okay. I think back in the day it was like, sure, we're just two bachelor scientists Living. who bought a house yep. and have a big computer in the attic and we live in the house. Sure. I don't think... Like, no funding body now. Like, a universe. I just like don't think you could have that kind of setup. <laughs> yes. The original <laughs> hype house. The horror house. The horror hype house. Absolutely. Well, we got to write one of those. And you don't see him the waist down, but the the vibe of this movie is his dick might just be out. Unclear. <laughs> and I want to ask you, because he is, uh, it's Ted Sorrell is the name of the actor who is a... I would say um, a gray fox, a silver fox. Allison, have you ever dated an older man? Because I saw him like, I think Allison would like this guy. Is that weird I to say? I haven't like dated Something to think about. older okay. men. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I, think, I think dating could be the relation. most broad Yeah, version. yeah, yeah. Um, like when I was when I was in my 20s, I like mm-hmm. went out with some guys in their 30s. But like even, that didn't feel like too. 
No, I think we got to get it. You got to have a little, like, everybody still have, like, their, like, like brown hair. (laughs) Yes. And I think at our big age, you have to be someone in their 50s, I think. I think 40s. That's just the next decade. Like, we're in, like, that's. We are. nine months older than me. (laughs) This is 40. Oh, no. Of course, Crawford screams, we have to shut it down. But he turns to his boss, who's sort of standing in the vibrating magenta glow, and he's already so horny. And he sort of, he just moans like, do you feel it? And he's sort of shuddering. Meanwhile, Crawford. After he got bit by the eel? So uh, Crawford is the one who got bit by the eel. Pretorius arrived and he's just, he didn't have to get bit by the eel. He's all jazzed up. He's he's jazzed, right? He's jazzed. Crawford, having been bit by the uh, eel from beyond, screams, shut it off. Like, this is out of control. Like, we can't control this. And Pretorius, again, sweating, writhing, says, no, can't you feel it, Crawford? The mind, I want more. And Crawford screams, Edward, it's running itself. Pretorius turns to him and says, there's something coming. And then we get a shot from outside the house and we see the blackened windows of the attic just start exploding with magenta light coming out. And we cut to their neighbor. It's like a middle-aged woman with her holding her dog calling the cops being like, I'd like to report something. And I'm like, what are you you going (laughs) to tell the cop? What would you report? I want to report something from beyond. Like, I mean, they're not coming out. But she says, the last time I called, you said you'd send a squad car if there was a disturbance. And, well, I'm disturbed. Wouldn't you know it, Allison? Her little dog, whose name is Bunny, runs out of her arms and then runs across the street and straight into the From Beyond house. This damn dog. I mean. So she used to go in her her curlers. That's true. Um, in her curlers and nightgown has to go across the street and into this strange house where she just saw the windows explode and magenta light shoot out. Mm -mm. And she has to make her way up to the top of the second floor landing. Suddenly, an axe just fucking explodes through the door from the other side. Oh, boy. And Crawford emerges having to escape, axed his way through the door. He basically shoves past the neighbor and runs outside. Okay. And she's screaming, where is my dog? Allison, where is the dog? We see her. That's right. She's in the attic. Oh. And she's licking the the no. bloody stump no. of Pretorius's headless neck. Oh, Allison, something from beyond just happened. So, of course, we find ourselves then in a mental institution. Understandably. And we see our head psychiatrist, Dr. Block, and she's meeting with um, Jordan Fields from the DA's office and Dr. Catherine McMichaels, played by the wonderful Barbara Crampton. Uh, they are there basically to have Barbara Crampton be an expert to weigh in whether or not Crawford can stand trial. They think you beheaded your boss. You're lying okay, about I see. the device. You're lying about the eels because he seems... Insane, you yeah. know, like they think, right. he, you know, he lost such the reality. We're just seeing whether or not he could, he could go to trial. And Dr. Block knows Dr. McMichaels. is like, oh my gosh, I love your work. Michaels is such a perfect name. Oh, it's incredible. Yeah, Catherine movie. McMichaels. Catherine McMichaels, doctor. like a doctor. Yeah. It's perfect. And of course she has her hair up and glasses. And believe me, that hair is going to come down and she's not going to need her glasses after a certain point. Okay. It's Crampton. If you're hot enough, you could just see without glasses. I believe that. I believe that. At least in the 80s. Or it's like, I'll just take these <laughs> off. I let your hair down. It's like, my God. How could um, I have ever imagined what you would look like like this? Like, <laughs> I guess you and I God, probably you went to, 
No. I yeah, absolutely not. We're not, like, I, we're not good at it. My um, brain doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, guys. Things are devolving quickly. Not good. <clears throat> and in response to Dr. Block saying, I love your work, M- Michael says, if you've read my work, then you know I'm not in favor of locking away schizophrenics. And Dr. Block says, oh, I know you're not. I know you're in favor of experimenting on them like lab animals. And then they were just like at each other's throat about the treatment of schizophrenics. And Jordan Fields from the DA's office has to say, ladies, ladies, let's not get into a female pissing contest about how we treat schizophrenics. No. But that it will be a through line in the movie. And he tells Dr. Block, you know, we're just going to come in. Dr. McMichaels wants to assess uh, Crawford. And that's it. And so Dr. Block, even though her sort of her backs up about like her methods, takes uh, Dr. McMichaels into the ward. And we sort of get like your classic uh, dehumanizing look into the different rooms of the different mentally ill people and be like, oh, and like one guy's sobbing and trying to talk to God. And there's another guy screaming. And there's one that she looked at and the guy's just jerking off like he's faced away from the door and, and he looks around and she looks really startled. It's like, you were looking in his window. Right. Why is he somehow in the wrong here for being in a private room doing something privately? Right. Also, like, what are you supposed to do in there? Like, I can't imagine. I'd be like, so bored if all I would board. do. Yeah, like, grow up. If you look at a little window, you're gonna, you might see someone masturbating. You need to be an adult about it, yeah. okay? You're, you're a, a scientist, scientist woman. <laughs> so Dr. Block opens Crawford's room, and Dr. McMichaels introduces herself and says, you know, I, I was reading about your work at Miskatonic University, which is uh, the fictional university from the H.P. Lovecraft universe. And she said, you know, it's really quite, quite impressive. And what was the purpose of your experiments with Dr. Pretorius? And Crawford tells her that their intent was to stimulate the pineal gland Mm -hmm. with resonant vibrations Mm -hmm. because Dr. Pretorius thought thought the pineal gland was a new sensory organ and could be used to have a sixth sense. Allison, have you ever heard the pineal gland before? I know it's a real gland. Yes. And it is I don't know what it's responsible for. Well, apparently it controls a lot of different things. Again, this is solely based on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, it's We're looking at melatonin. So we're talking sure. about sleep yeah. patterns. Yep. You know, oh, that's where it's come up for me, for sure. Okay, yeah, then that makes sense. And it does sort of have a uh, history in the human experience of people trying to understand its function, how does it work, how it relates sort of the rest of the brain. And some of those ideas, I think, are sort of what we're nodding to. And they say in the movie, you know, Descartes thought that it was sort of the third eye. And essentially, we would use it to perceive things that we couldn't perceive through our other senses. Mm -hmm. His argument that that's essentially where the soul is, um, and that, that we, as our body and soul, like, experience God, and the pineal gland was sort of part of it, which I think is fun. And look, who I'm not saying that that isn't possible. Uh, yes. Allison, your thoughts? None. Okay, I like great. blacked out while you were talking because it got complicated. Yeah, we need to go to a hospital. <laughs> I mean, Allison, this is we're we barely got started this movie. I know. Anywho, it is an interesting concept. And basically, it's like if we stimulate the pineal gland, we could sort of perceive things outside of our range of yes. perception. And maybe think about how there's that one shrimp that can see, like, colors, oh, like, yes. 10 times more colors than us. And I'm like, as a human with a very limited understanding, again, of color, I'm like, how did they know? 
How do they know we that We barely, like, I mean, like, every 20-year-old is like, how do you know the blue I see isn't the blue you see? Like, it's like, oh, God, we're there. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. How do I know that I'm the like, $10,000 of shrimp sees? even look like? How would the shrimp know to tell us? How would the shrimp know to tell like us? The snakes with the clits. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Even they have two. They found that there's, it's two. Thank God. Thank God for snakes. You have to be a snake. Yeah. Um, good for them. Yeah, They're pulling ahead. I'm happy for them. Uh, I'm voting snakes 2024. Yes. But he's saying, um, you know, Dr. Michael says, yeah, that's a very interesting theory. And Crawford says, it's not a theory. It's the truth. We saw creatures. These things swimming in the air and they're around us all the time. And she says, are the creatures here right now? Oh, no. And he says, yes, but we can only see them and they can only see us when the resonator's on. And it sort of creates these vibrations that affect okay. essentially the dimensions we live in. I know that this won't like um, make anyone feel better, but I'm like, I understand that. <laughs> like, no, that actually, I feel really good about that. No, that Allison, lean in. Lean into that. that. Yes. My brain okay, can great. process that. Concept. Awesome. That's perfect. He says, when the resonator's on, it creates these vibrations. That's why I have to destroy the machine because it came and it, it ate him. It bit off his head. And then he says, like a gingerbread man, oh. as if we didn't know like what something biting head. the head off something would be like. I don't understand I why they're it. not like all like, we should just destroy it anyway because clearly oh. something happened. Just destroy it because you have to rent that house out. Like, realistically, someone would just unplug that shit and throw it away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is the room where the beyond (laughs) is there. Um, It's mostly electronics. All the beyond. You know, you get free beyond with the house. So, really, we should be charging you for it. But, of course, Dr. Block, as they do in every um, mental facility, as soon as the person who they think is mentally ill raises their voice... She calls in the orderlies to physically restrain him, even though he's not doing anything. And as she and McMichaels leave, as the, and they hear him screaming, I saw it, I'm telling you. And Dr. Block's basically like, see, I told you, he's schizophrenic. And Dr. McMichael says, I'd like to get him a CAT scan just to like check for anything that may have been going yeah, on. Smart. We don't know what their machines Reasonable. did. Yeah. Of course, Dr. Block says, Ugh, you've seen what you need to see. And McMichael turns around and says, there's always more to see. Every line of this movie made Incredible. me so happy. So they get a CAT scan. You've had a CAT scan, right, Allison? Yeah, many. Me too. I hated it. It was unpleasant. Oh, I don't like any of the imaging that we do. Scans? You don't like being scanned I don't love by scans. a doctor? <laughs> um, that's fair. You don't like being put in a machine? Yeah. Um, and of course, Crawford's also panicking, and they yeah. slide him in, and they all gasp because his pineal gland is huge, and it's so big, it's growing through the optic thalamus. And so Dr. Block says, oh, my God, like, that must be a tumor, and it's causing him to physically hallucinate. You were Very right. Very logical. But Dr. McMichael says, I actually don't think that's a tumor. I think it's the actual pineal gland, which means, like, his experiment was working. So it's like, yes. was, his, was this growth making them experience what seemed like schizophrenic symptoms? Sure. Yeah. And if so, we should basically run the experiment again to see what happens. So that's going to be, you know, this is where Jordan Fields from the DA's office butts and says, hey, 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 I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But my question is, where is Dr. Uh, Pretorius's head? A great question. And Block says, okay, regardless of the head question, I am not letting you fucking run an experiment 
that may or may not have caused my patient to grow a tumor or cause his pineal gland to grow out of control and cause hallucinations. Right. And she's basically like, I know your methods, the girl wonder. You use your patients so you can make your great discoveries. At least here we try to cure them. But then McMichaels has to sort of butter her up and say, like, if you let me run the experiment, I'll tell you what happened, and I will give that information to the DA. We'll get this resolved. And Jordan Fair says, great, I don't actually give a fuck about this guy because I'm a police officer, so I don't care. So I just want you to give me information so I can convict this person and put them in prison for a murder. Spoiler alert, he did not commit. Yes. So in one of these classic movie moments, they release Crawford, who, again, they believe has decapitated his boss, into McMichael's custody. Sure. Um, but he, of course, says, I'm not going to help you run the experiment. I just saw it and told you about it. Why the fuck would we be doing it? He's like, I don't need to go through that again. Yeah. But she says, look, I believe you. I want to see what you saw. We do it once. We have the information. I will testify it. And you will not have to go to prison for the rest of your life. And so he's kind of between a rock and a hard place. A, hard, a rock and a very wet place in a second. And he agrees. Unfortunately for this gentleman we're about to meet, they're because he is, again, the murder suspect, they're going to be accompanied to the home by Sergeant Buford Brownlee. And he said, introduced himself, my teammates call me Bubba. I used to play uh, NFL. Mm-hmm. And he also assumes Crawford is the doctor, but then sort of like uh, corrects when McMichael says, actually, I'm the doctor. He is the um, you know accused. Mm-hmm. But regardless, they all get in a van, Scooby-Doo style, and they go back to the house, and it's on Benevolent Street, which I loved. Perfect. The naming of everything is just artistic. <laughs> yeah. So they see the house, and they're, the you know, Bubba and McMichaels are loading things into the house. Crawford panics and it, it sort of can't go inside. McMichael tells him, if what you're saying is true, then in order for us to know, in order for you to move past this, you have to move on. And so he steps inside. And of course, the power's out because of the yeah. disaster, the, the, the existential dimension-wide catastrophe that just happened. <laughs> and Bubba immediately trips over a bunch of electrical cables. Crawford says, oh, I'm sorry, I had to rewire the entire house to get enough um, power to the um, machinery. Of course, they look away and it's dark. They look away for one damn minute and Crawford escapes into the house. So they've already lost him in the house. Yeah. Bubba and McMichaels, they run down into the basement and they throw the circuit breaker. Luckily, it still works. And they run all the way back up to the second floor because they hear from a room a woman screaming and moaning. Hmm. And they enter Pretorius's room. And I guess we're to think, like, he had this on when the power went out. I see. Um, and it is it, his room where he sleeps is a full S&M room, Great. right? In the most 80s way possible where it's, like, red. So it's yeah. not even the classic, like, black, the chic s no, so it's like classic. the classic. It's, it's red leather. We're, yeah, like oh. that, like, it's not even, like, an ox blood. It's, like, that dead, red. dull red from the 80s. Yeah. And there's, there is this fabulous poster of, like, a woman pulling her panties down. And we're talking chairs. We're talking chains. We're talking yeah. cuffs. And then a video that I guess he was watching of himself flogging a woman. And I think what's really interesting okay. is sort of immediately they're like, like we as viewers are supposed to be aroused by this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's shot in that way, but they are reacting to like, that's crazy. And it's like, well, you're in the movie with it. I don't know. You're going to have to be interacting with these yeah, concepts here, here in a minute. Yeah. This was your boss. 
And Bubba said, like, as if, yeah, as if Crawford didn't know his his, his boss fucking sleeps in the S&M dungeon. Right. Like, grow like, up. Jay or the house. Okay. You, you had to, re- he had to bring that shit in. Right. He had to get that shit shipped over. Right. You never knocked on his door to be like, hey, I'm going to order a pizza. Do you want in on this? And like, you would have, se- you knew what was going on in there. He didn't have headphones and he would have heard the screaming when he was watching his own porno tapes that he made in the room you're standing in. Anywho, Bubba at least has the most salient take where he says, wow, he was into some pretty weird shit, huh? And Michael says, I don't care about his private life. That's not why we're here. Okay. They continue up the stairs to the attic where, you know, again, all the machinery is. And we see Crawford in the dark holding an axe. And as soon as they turn on the light, Crawford runs over screaming and swings it at the resonator. His thing is, if I'm here, I'm going to fucking break this shit down. But Bubba restrains him. And we see that the reason that the resonator isn't working is that there's like one of the big metal forks. Like it's like a tuning fork. Sure. Fell off the machine. Oh, well. So once your tuning fork falls off, no more beyond. Your resonator is not going to work. There's not going to be enough vibrations to be attacked by eels. And then why even have a resonator? What's the point if you can't get your face bit by an eel before your (laughs) boss gets decapitated while he was in the middle of jerking it? Like what? Yeah. (laughs) And I would say break a book at that point. Yeah. But McMichaels calms Crawford down and says, you know what? Let's just start tomorrow. How about that? We'll start in the morning. We can relax. But he says no. He picks up the metal f- metallic fork and he goes, I've already started. So Bubba makes like a delicious dinner. I don't know if it was like chicken and um, dumplings or what it was, but it was like a delicious stew. It's like, wow. Like he came Love out of the gate with a homemade stew. He makes dinner. And then he sort of just stands guard. He's always armed. Mm-hmm. Though, as I say that, does he ever take his gun out? Damn, I think he might not. We'll, we'll, we'll get through it. Okay. Also, I can you shoot the beyond? They we don't. Yeah, maybe we, they didn't want to get into the weeds. About right. That. You pull a gun on on that eel. What's even happening? <laughs> yeah, I mean I, that's a great question. So, so he makes dinner and they standing guard while Crawford works on the resonator and McMichael's Michael's working on the desk, but she falls asleep on the desk. And Bubba's like, "Well, that's that's a beautiful woman, huh?" Oh no. And Crawford says. You know, Pretorius would bring the most beautiful women back and wine and dine them. But every night ended in screaming. He wanted too much. Don't kink shame what? the beyond. No. The idea in this is that, like, S&M exists solely to, for men to dominate women non-consensually. Right. And as a queer person yeah. who's been doing some queer reading, I think we have to engage with the fact that women... Like fucked up things too. Yeah. And that's not to say you those dynamics can't right. be fucked up, obviously. Right. But it's like, let's hope that all, like, let's not assume that any of those encounters or relationships are grounded in something unsafe and unwanted. And we just to immediately assume that, again, yeah. it's the 80s. So I feel it's like it's 80s. like, and also it's like, we're saying that. And then, all, but also you're providing it to us to be titillated by. Right. Which to me is like, I think we have to be a little more honest about, like, there are plenty of straight people who engage in these practices. Absolutely. And there's a lot of queer people. And a lot of it has to do with, like, nuanced conversations of consent. Yes. So it's just interesting to see this where it's like, I feel like maybe we're a little bit past this where it's like, yeah. can you imagine such a thing? Yeah, I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, man. Yeah. Like, I think this is actually pretty common. But to be like, can you believe it? It's like, I believe he's depraved because about what's about to happen. Yeah, I would say there's a lot of other information about his depravity that feels clear yeah. to me. Um, but again, that's me. I'm bringing my own stuff to yes, it. Of course. So that's, and you we're, know, we're talking about this from, you know, 40 years later. Exactly. 
And so he sort of says this, and the idea is, you know, the, like he he wanted too much sensation, too much pleasure. Like he he, he was beyond, he went beyond, you know, the limits of of, of human uh, sensation. You know, mm-hmm. fortunately, McMichael's wakes back up, and they get the resonator back in working order. And he turns and he's about to turn it on. He says, "Do not fucking move." If you move, once the vibrations start, essentially it creates like a ripple. So the things on the other side of this, it'll attract them. Like the only, it's sort of like the Jurassic Park of it. Yeah. Like just stay um, still and the T-Rex won't see you. And in this case, the T-Rex yeah. is some very wet guy who's going to oh, show up. wet guy. And Bubba is, again, is the person who's outside just asked a great question, which is, are we really ready to do this? Are we no. ready for this? Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem like yeah. anybody prepped. But Dr. McMichael says, we have to do it. And so they throw the switch and Crawford and McMichaels are immediately horny for each other. So I think it is like, it stimulates their pineal gland, which sure. also is like stimulating them sexually. And they're like, oh, ah, ooh. and then Bubba is, turns and sees all these floating eels and jellyfish and does what I know what I would do. And I, this, so this is, I understand this character's motivation. Okay. Literally reaches up to try to, t- to poke one because it doesn't look real. It looks right. like a I would want to like establish like, yes, is this really here? Touching right. is the only way that I can confirm. And the same thing would happen to us if we did it, which is one of the jellyfish grabs onto his arm by its nasty little wet no, mouth. No, With little nasty pointy no, teeth, Allison. No, And Crawford's head snaps up and he says, something's coming. Unfortunately, it is Dr. Uh, Pretorius, and he sort of emerges out of the shadows in the corner of the attic. He is totally nude and covered in goo. Is his whole He's body slimy. His whole body's there, and he looks, at this point, he looks like a normal human man. Okay. He just looks like he's covered in lube, basically. Yeah. And he sort of steps out of the shadow of the attic, and he says... Not to lube. He immediately like, says... <laughs> yeah, oh no, like, shout out to lube. Pro if lube, there's a lube company always. who would like to sponsor we us... We will happily take a lube sponsorship. I'm just saying, like, head to toe, not my it's dream. It's tough, it's tough look. And as soon as he comes out of the shadow, he says, who is this lovely young woman? It's like, okay, oh, God. you're out dead. Come on. Yeah. And Crawford gasps. He's like, I saw you die. And Pretoria says, no, I didn't die. I just went beyond, which is even worse. It's like, I wouldn't even know what that means. No. <laughs> I'd rather you admitted that you were dead. Right. I, hell, death, hell, heaven. I understand those concepts. Beyond? beyond? Mm. Mm. Crawford asks, could it really be you? And Pretorius reaches his arms out and he says, touch me if it pleases you. If it helps you understand. Too wet. And Crawford reaches over and touches his shoulder and his fingers sink into his shoulder like it's wet clay. No. Like his body is made of sopping wet clay. And of course, Pretorius has a reaction, which you think, which is laughing hysterically. Oh, of course. That's obviously what would happen. And he tells them, it's just the body, but my mind is indivisible. And so he, of course, rips off his own face. (laughs) And he's laughing. And he says, bodies change. And as he does, like, the muscles of his face sort of individually start to reach out like tentacles. No. No. Is that what Beyond is? I have no interest in going. That's the Bed Bath and Beyond of it, Allison. It's a lot of tentacles and it's extremely wet in the Beyond. So his face turns into tentacles when he got that. And then his head tears open. I was trying to remember, like, wh- like you know hamburger and hot dog style? Where it's like a hot dog is when you fold it narrow ways and a hamburger is when you fold it 
um, with, do you know, this is like from elementary school, obviously. Yeah. So his head, his head rips open, hot <laughs> smile, and a geyser of fluid shoots out. I don't know why and you they, needed to bring hamburger and hot dog into it. You well, could I have just said, like, vertically, like, it opens like a I book. I remember the word vertically. Grow up. So, oh, my dictionary. so his wet, wet skinless head opens uh-huh. hot dog style. Yeah, so it opens on a vertical axis, axis, and then, like I said, a geyser of pink fluid shoots no, out, no. and then like a huge fleshy tentacle shoot out of like essentially his neck stump. Oh God! Luckily, I'm also the now imagining the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hamburger is from beyond. I actually, I yeah. think. So Crawford runs to the machine, he shuts it off, and he tell thank God, and so everything disappears. And he tells them that will be quite enough of that. And they're all left in the attic shaking, and Bubba turns and vomits. Allison, what do you at this point in the movie, what do you think you would do? What would you do? I'm out of there. I am not sticking around to see anything else if I'm assuming I'm Catherine McMichaels, Dr. Catherine McMichaels. Oh, you are. You're put together. You have glasses. You will go beyond the bounds of what this reality can give you. So, all right. Well, that's where our similarities end. Um, I'm turning around, running away, driving as far away as possible, and starting a new life somewhere else. This is not, I don't want anything to do with this. And I'm not going to be like, this case is too much for me, but I'm going to keep working at this. No, I'm gone. I'm in another country. I am mm-hmm. not interested in being anywhere near this. Yeah, you just buy like the cheapest ticket and you yeah. run to the airport, you get on the plane and you look down and it's going to the beyond. Oh, God. You're like, I'm is sorry. this direct? <laughs> you have to, you have to, you have to <laughs> stop <laughs> over in Milwaukee for four hours before you get to beyond. But you don't, you have to go because it's one of those things where it's like, you paid this price. If you don't get on the plane, we charge you more. Oh, absolutely. But good luck at your luggage to the beyond. <laughs> well, I just packed a bunch of wet goo. Was that what I was supposed to bring or do they have it there? Oh, you know what? They have it, but it tastes different. Okay, so I think sure. it's, it'll, it'll enjoy both. Local goo. All right. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, We've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. In the morning, Dr. Michaels is ecstatic because she she saw for the first time was like, oh, my God. Yes. You really invented something incredible. Like, Like, what does this mean? Crawford is horrified, but he also feels like he, he's basically like, I saw Pretorius get eaten by something, and now he seems like he's become that thing that ate him. Like, 
he is now an entity that is one with the beyond. And McMichaels is not acknowledging that part. <laughs> like McMichaels is so thrilled about the scientific, again, scientific hubris. Yeah. Well, when I invoke the beyond, it'll be totally fine. Like yes. the goo will help me. And she says, basically, I want to do a study of schizophrenics to see if their pineal gland is enlarged. Because what if, you know, we think they're hallucinating. What if they actually are seeing the beyond? Like, I can't live in that world. I mean, well, an interesting question. And Bubba says, okay, but then what about the hard-on I got? And Michael says, because she and Crawford also were aroused, says, well, I mean, the pineal gland helps regulate sexual arousal as well. So maybe by simulating the pineal gland, we're also being sexually aroused. Makes sense. And Bubba says, okay, great. I feel like we have now proven that he is innocent, so yes. then we could go home. Yes. But also, when we tell them, they're going to think we're crazy too. Correct. I mean, Michael says, you're right. That's why we have to run it one more time. And luckily, Crawford and Bubba have the decency to say, what the fuck are you talking about? And Crawford immediately clocks, oh, you, this is what happened to Pretorius. Like, he, once he realized what could be happening, he was like, we have to keep doing this. Like, it, it, it's no. like the, a feedback loop. No. It stimulates your pineal gland, and your pineal gland kind of, like, it's wants like, to more see. Of that, please. Yes. And so, he's like, this is how he started, and it's, I feel like you're talking like him. What are you talking about, you know? But she, she really puts the hard breast, and she says, my father was a schizophrenic. He was locked away in an asylum for decades. Oh, they pumped a full of drugs. They like he died in there. Okay, if there so that's is why something she's so invested exactly. in schizophrenia research, exactly. And she's like, if I could prevent anyone's, anyone else, anyone else's father, anyone else's loved one by by revealing that this is some other thing, we could actually treat them or figure it out. So, can you help me? And Crawford says, "Help you, help you take your mind and shatter it." And he slams his coffee cup cup on the ground. Amazing. I just want to hurl a coffee cup. I want to go to one of those places where you beat up, like you you break dishes with a bat. But I don't even need to go crazy and like take a sledgehammer to a toilet. Like, I just Oh, that sounds like heaven. I just want to throw a mug or a plate as hard as I can against a wall. Yeah. Like, I'm going to LA. We got to have places like like that. A dramatic movie. Like, yeah, we should get like uh, just divorce sashes and go and just. Bu- oh, now that you said that, I really want to bust up a toilet with a sledgehammer. Yeah, that actually does sound fun. Ooh, um, but needless to say, he's really upset. And Bubba agrees and says, "I'm not going to let you turn it on. If you turn that on again, that's reckless endangerment. Like you know, this is dangerous. You're creating a situation where people can be murdered. Mm-hmm. I'll fucking arrest yeah. you. I don't give a fuck. I'm and, okay. and my Michael McMichael says, "Well, let's just get some rest." And Bubba says, all right, let's get some rest. But then we're leaving. And what I love about that is it's already the morning. It is the morning this whole time. She's cooking eggs at the beginning of the scene. They could leave right now. Right now. Allison, they're not going to. McMichaels goes to sleep and she wakes up. And of course, she has a headache right where her pineal gland would be. Well, got a lot of activity last night. She creeps back up the stairs to the resonator. And just being around it, she sort of feels that pineal gland is popping off, you know. Down in the S&M room, which Crawford is sleeping in, he sort of is twitching in his sleep, and Bubba's also, like, writhing around. McMichaels turns on the machine because her pineal gland wants her to, basically. She has a hard-on for pineal stimulation. Luckily, it immediately wakes up Crawford, who runs up the stairs and says, Turn it off! What are you doing? But McMichaels turns and has the same thing that Pretorius has, which is, 
She says, I need to see more. I need to feel more. And she grabs Crawford and kisses him. But of course, he pushes her away and says, we have to stop. And certainly, they, of course, well, they that get makes laughter. it hotter. <laughs> it's, oh, a stop? Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. It's only going to drive her wild. Unfortunately, they hear Pretorius's laugh behind them. And he says, don't stop. Do you see now what I created? Allison, they turn. And so basically, one half of his body is still the wet human half. The other is like a growing tumor-like mass of oh. roiling flesh. And it is wet as hell. You thought it was wet earlier. This is wetter? It is wetter. It's like the, um, you know when people get like ultrasounds? Mm-hmm. They have like that thick goo. Yes. <laughs> it's that, that's where we're at. Like the goo budget, the wetness budget in this movie must have been out of control. They must have just like teamed up with a lube company and been like, just give us. That would have been smart. A swimming pool's worth of lube. And uh, we're um, going to use it for a few scenes. <laughs> Uh, when when we write the reboot, we are absolutely going to be sponsored by a lube company. Yes. It's just smart. Also, yes. it supports people having um, excellent safe excellent sex. sex. Um, and uh, Crawford says, Edward, my God, what have you become? Myself. I love this movie. Wow. Just like line after line. Yeah. Unfortunately, he then grabs McMichaels by the throat and sort of drags her over and he rips off her blouse and he reaches his hand up to grab her, her boob and his fingers are growing and he goes, smell, taste, touch. Crawford, thinking quickly, doesn't even shut off the machine. He runs down to the basement to shut off the fucking the circuit breaker. Yeah. yeah. Bubba at first tackles him thinking he's escaping, but then Crawford says, she turned it on, it's back. Bubba joins him. Okay. And there's also something where, like, she's already got her tits out, and then Bubba is waking up. So, let me, I'm sorry, I should say this actress now that I'm talking about him being practically nude. Um, Ken Forey, uh, uh, also uh, in Dawn of the Dead. So, he, um, he, he wakes up, he is wearing the littlest briefs, the 80s briefs. Yeah. So now we're introducing, like, more and more nudity. Like, her titties are out. A lot She's practically more nude. nudity. I knew it was horny month, and I still was just, like, not, I didn't see any of this coming. Yeah, I, I couldn't be more thrilled about it. And they run down to the basement. You wouldn't believe it, Allison. And Crawford goes, oh, my God, the vibrations must go all the way down here. It is flooded. So the basement is full of water. With goo? Water. You know, it's water, but I wish it had been goo. It's probably just logistically t- too difficult to get that much goo. Expensive, let's be honest. I would imagine. And out from under the water rears up a gigantic lamprey eel. No! Huge, like, tw- uh, 30 feet long, rears back up. Bubba, thinking quickly, runs up to get a butcher's knife from the kitchen and runs back down. Because then it starts stabbing the eel because they cannot get to the circuit breaker. <laughs> They are like, we are going to be thwarted. So now they have to murder a gigantic lamprey eel, which is trying to kill them. Upstairs, um, you know, McMichaels is fighting Pretorius and screams, what are you going to do to me? And he tells her, I'm going to kiss you. And then out of his skull, his skull shatters, Allison. And then like sort of a horrible, disgusting, monstrous mouth emerges and grabs her by See, the top of the head. One mouth for every one mouth. <laughs> Just one mouth. No extra mouths. No more mouths. No secondary mouths. And this was a question we asked on uh, Teeth. Would you rather have two vaginas or two mouths? Or would you rather have a vagina or a mouth, Allison? Hmm? Oof. I know. You know, 
I really like eating and uh, I, I think I do it more often than I come. So, <laughs> Okay. I hear what you're saying. So like just from a, if it's an either or. Yeah. I think I got to go mouth. You know, I just feel like if I had a couple more years of being gay under my belt, I could have gone mouth. But I'm I'm at a point where I'm going to go vagina. I'm yeah. gonna, it's, yeah. it's really measuring a level of what will be more frustrating, mm. right? And I think I'm going to keep my vagina and then be constantly frustrated because I cannot talk, which I talk incessantly. Yeah, I, yeah. So, it's like I don't shut up. So maybe I should choose mm-hmm. vagina because it would be better for other people. Listen, there's no right answer. There is you know, not that's a right what answer. this only wrong is about. Answers, there's really. <laughs> yeah, there are <laughs> only wrong answers. So, anywho, what are the wrong answers? I'm going to kiss you. And by kiss, he means my gigantic second monster mouth is going to yeah. grab me by the head and start sucking you into its maw. That's Meanwhile, not kissing. That's, sir, that's sir? not kissing at all. In the basement, the giant lamprey eel grabs Crawford and also starts sucking him in, like, up to his waist before Bubba is finally able to throw the circuit breaker, shutting off the machines. But Crawford the is... Eel? The eel disappeared, too. Okay. So Pretorius gone, eel gone. As soon as the machine is off, yes. they no longer can have any power. Okay. So you'd think that means they would leave the house, Allison. Yeah, get out of the house. Destroy the not machine. Not quite yet. Not quite yet, my friend. So Crawford is now covered in bruises and what looks like a horrible rash. He also has no hair or eyebrows. Like the eel basically <laughs> sucked the hair off of his head. <laughs> Which again, I love. What a great so decision. Yes. And they take him into the S&M room and put him on the bed. And she- uh, Here, come my down ghost. in here. <laughs> also, there are other bedrooms. There are at least two. We saw yeah. Bubba and McMichael sleeping in them. And you take him to the S&M, S&M room. And she starts putting lotion on like his horrible rash. And I was like, what? What rash? How do you treat a rash from the beyond? beyond? And McMichael apologizes to Bubba and, about, for turning on the machine and says, I'm sorry. I should have waited till I was alone. He's like, what are you talking about? What is anyone like, talking? What? 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 And she said, no, no. Like, once you guys leave, I'll be able to be alone. And if it's just me, then no one else will be in danger, which is thoughtful. I guess. But he, but he says, I'll be honest. You might be a scientist, lady, but right now you're acting like a junkie. You're, and that's what it is. Like, we could, he could tell that it's like you're I'm not doing this for science anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing it because I have my pineal gland has a fucking heart on for the beyond, and I need access to it. Wow. And he says, I am packing up our shit. Get dressed. Because she's still like in her nightgown. Get dressed. Get him dressed. We are taking him back to the Institute. We proved this twice over. I will testify to this in court. Pack your shit. And then he starts taking things out to the van, right? What do you know it? McMichael's pineal gland, unfortunately, is still hard as a fucking rock. So she starts exploring the S&M equipment. And there is something where it's like the pineal gland as like penis, but also vagina. Like as this like, horniness that is from beyond like everyone is super horny so she starts to explore like the SM equipment and again this guy had it all clearly Crawford would have known about it he has a huge cabinet yeah that's just full of like leather and like yes. you know like fetish wear yes. and she takes a leather jacket and she's rubbing it across her face and then she turns to look at Crawford's sleeping body luckily Bubba's taking his time he's packing the van which give, gives McMichael enough time to put into, like, she dresses, like she puts on a leather bustier, like, stockings, pumps. Nice. I'm loving this shit. I mean, it looks incredible. It's so fun. And she looks in the mirror and puts on lipstick and sort of admires herself. Unfortunately, then she starts uh, sexually assaulting Crawford, who, again, is um, uh, unconscious. <sighs> Not great. And covered in welts and rashes and burns from the eel attack and is also completely hairless. 
and she reaches into his pants to touch his dick and then licks his fingers. And she goes to straddle him and clearly was going to try to fuck his unconscious body when Bubba walks in and says, what the hell are you doing? And she, he says, Good I told question. you to get, yeah. He says, I told you to get dressed. And of course she gets up and says, I am. So then because he's conscious and in the room, I guess, she starts seducing Bubba. And Bubba's pre-tort, and Byron Crampton looks good as hell. Yeah. So I'm sure Bubba's like, I do know that they're all those monsters. But I am, I am merely a red-blooded American. And he almost kisses her, but then he whips her around to stare at the mirror. And he says, look at yourself. Is that who you are? <laughs> and she says, I don't know. It's funny. It's like the issue is that she's a scientist who's going to endanger her own and other people's lives. The issue is not that she looks hot as hell. In yeah. yeah. I don't get what. But again, like S&M or like extreme sex is like the, 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 the yeah. proof of an extreme depraved mind. Yeah. Rather than there is a guy upstairs who's so dripping wet that we, we should be dealing with us. Wettest guy ever. Suddenly Crawford sits up and Ben screams, he's turning it on. Pretorius is turning it on from beyond. And they all run upstairs, but it's too late. The resonator's up and running. And of course, supernatural insects start swarming them. And they immediately start swarming Michael's and Crawford's faces. So they have to like fall to the ground and the beyond fetal position. is full the of beyond. things I'm not into. Yeah, we've yet to meet a normal thing for beyond. They're not like, by the way, there's like really good oranges here. It's like, no, it's right. just like nonstop, like horrific animals and beings. Right, yeah. I, it, there, yeah, it seems to be a goo-based economy, a yes. goo-based society over in the beyond. Not for Bubba, us. Bubba, seeing this, runs over to get the fire axe and he hacks through the cable, which should work, but then like the axe gets wedged in the floor and the electricity is able to pass through the metal of the axe blade. And that's not on you, Bubba. They, we couldn't have known that was going to happen. We could possibly understand electricity. <laughs> Unfortunately, Allison, he has a flashlight, grabs a flashlight, and he's looking for something else to like cut the cable, and he drops the flashlight, and when the beam falls on him, it sort of draws all the insects to him, and like, Michael screams, but it's too late. Bubba has been consumed alive by insects from the beyond. You hate to see it, Allison. I am unhappy about that. And it is this incredible, sh- this incredible shot where his body is like a dripping wet skeleton in clothes. Like you see his little skeleton hand, but That's then funny. his head is just a normal head of the actor. Oh. It's so good. That's great. Suddenly Pretorius uh, appears again. And if you thought the way he s- looked sucked before Allison, it's way, way worse now. His body looks like a huge wet chair made of tumors. What? And his head has sort of grown into a stalk. So instead of like a neck and a head, it's sort of a long, thick, uh, phallic stalk that sort of comes up, like a sort of prehensile. I don't like it. And then out of his forehead comes a flopping pineal gland. So it's literally okay. like this uh, the phallus coming out okay. of his forehead. And he calls for McMichaels and says, kiss, kiss, my dear. Which, of course, made me think of... Um, Brahms from the boy. Yes. A lot of kissing. A lot of kissing going on. Does she want to kiss him? Not, like not now. I think she's, no, I think she's, um, like, not she, she's it. out. She's back out. Yeah. You know, I think she, she was never, she, she was like aroused towards the human men. Mm-hmm. But when Pretorius was around, she is not into him. Okay. Is what we're thinking. I think we're to okay. understand. And Crawford grabs his head screaming in pain, his own pineal gland 
fucking hard as a rock? I don't know, you know? <laughs> and Praetorius grabs Mike Michaels with his, you guessed it, gigantic tentacle arms. Oh, yeah. And tells her, and this to me, I'm like, this is the most fat. Well, there's two fascinating lines. This is the first of it. It says, I'll go into her mind, and then she'll go into mine. It's the greatest sensual pleasure there is. And I'm like, that's so interesting because on paper, that's actually good. Like, that's what consent mm-hmm. is. Right. That's the, we, I, like, we yeah. both are like mutually, intellectually wanting that, like. Yeah. Like, I know what she wants. I She knows what I want. And we can sort of be there together. together. And it's interesting to have those kinds of lines where it's like, that, can you imagine anything more depraved? Right. It's, like, it's like, this is sounds... what's wrong with society. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, isn't that what we all hopefully are getting out of sex? Of like, I mean, not every time, but like. You know, Best having a conversation. Best case scenario. And I thought that was so interesting. It's like, wow. oh, a monster from beyond is suggesting what seems like a really great way to have sex, which is a conversation <laughs> with one another and to know each other's minds. But of course, Crawford screams, you never knew how to give pleasure, only pain. Again, did you ask any of these ladies this? We don't know this. Yeah. Now he's definitely insane. We can agree with that. Yes, that seems very clear. And he screams, what's happening to me? And Pretoria screams, you're evolving into something that never existed before Crawford. Let it out. And Allison, Crawford's head fucking splits open Mm -hmm. and a huge stalk-like penile gland Mm -hmm. phallus explodes out. And Crawford cries, it's so beautiful. (gasps) Fortunately, McMichaels has used the sort of mayhem to grab the fire extinguisher and starts to hose right. down the resonator, which freezes it. And okay. so it starts short-circuiting. Great. Smart. Um, and screaming, die, you fucker. And the machine <laughs> shuts down. The machine shut down. Now we're back at the mental institute. And what the problem is now, Dr. Block thinks that they have both gone insane. And he, like, they're operating. Like, yeah. Given the, the limited information, I'm sure, that yeah. they have, it's like, well... What's more likely? <laughs> and she is about to go off on McMichaels. But what I think is funny is like before she does, she's operating on Crawford and sees literally like his pineal gland. They're in the OR and she's like trying to like fix the wound. And his pineal gland just sort of shoots out like snake-like through an anus-like orifice in his forehead. And then she comes up and berates forehead, McMichaels like forehead a forehead hole? anus. Yeah, forehead butthole. A head butthole. A head hole. No, um. You. And she comes over and is berating McMichaels and says, you cost Crawford his mind, uh, his mind and another man his life. It's like, you didn't have any question about what that thing was. Like, if anything, I would say, like, you shouldn't have done this because this guy's permanently insane. Right. But, but also, what's that thing? What's also, going you, on here? Yeah, like, you did prove something. Like, this is not normal, but she doesn't happened. acknowledge that. Yeah. But she says, Dr. Block, I know I'm sorry. Just let me go back there one more time, Allison. She wants to go back. And the cops arrive. And of course, Jordan Field from the DA's office is like, I barely want to do work ever. And I will be damned if I do work today. Yeah. You keep her here. Because if I need to, now I have to solve another murder, great. So basically, he, they both sign off on keeping McMichaels at the facility. Because Dr. Block says, you're insane now too. Like what you're saying makes no sense. Yeah. You, you fucked, not only did you harm these people, you fucked up yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. To the point where Dr. Block tells McMichaels, you're my patient now. If you have questions, I have answers. And says to the nurse, prepare the electroshock machine. Of course. To the point where even the nurse, who is a nurse at a psychiatric facility in 1986, says, 
we have protocols. We can't, you yeah, can't just, you can't demand just people when you feel like it. But they force her to do it. McMichaels makes a break for it, but barely makes it down the hallway before the orderlies grab her. And Dr. Block forces her into electroshock um, therapy. And this is why they're all in there dealing with her trying to escape. That's why I don't see when Crawford wakes up and sneaks out of his room. And he starts to eat food like on a tray that's like outside a um, patient's room. And he spits it out. And we get to see the pineal gland vision, which sort of has that like 80s. God, I wish I knew more about this. Like it's just, it's like an 80s sort of digital, like very saturated, like dark mm. blues, neon greens. I think I know sort what of you this, mean. Like early proto, like digital yeah. vision, sort of. So we're seeing the pineal gland and it's hunting Allison. Mm. Over in Electroshock, McMichaels is trying to tell them, like, they're strapping her down. And she says, You don't have to do this. I'm all right now. You don't have to do this. Dr. Block goes to check on Crawford. He's gone, Allison. But there is a huge pool of blood pouring from under the door of the pathology lab. And I got to ask at this point, who will survive this movie? Who will survive? We've got um, a Dr. McMichaels about to get electroshock. Yeah, she's going to die. Um, we have Crawford. He has a pineal gland, but he is still mobile I think he's and gonna, alive. Like, kind of be like make it out of this alive. Okay, to live and uh, tell the ta- the you know tell the tale, tell the tale. Um, uh, Doctor Block. Um, I think that she'll die. Okay, and then also, um, Doctor uh, Pretorius, who is in the Beyond, but technically, I suppose, I think he will continue to dead. exist in the Beyond. Okay. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? In a fast-paced world, Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Unfortunately, when Dr. Block goes inside, she finds, of course, Crawford eating a human brain oh. that he found in one of the human brain buckets they have in the pathology lab. Ew. And she says to him, and like the line delivery is so funny, where she says, please don't eat those. They can make you very sick. And he drops the brain and sort of, it seems like he comes to and realizes what he's doing. And he says, what is happening to me? She says, I don't know, but we're going to find out. Unfortunately, when she goes to lead him out the door, Crawford's pedile glance starts acting a fool and he grabs Dr. Block and he clamps his mouth over her eye and sucks out her eyeball no. on his way to her brain. No. no. Meanwhile, they're about to electroshock McMichaels. Security runs in. Fortunately, it says something bad has happened to Dr. Block. So everyone runs out right. and she's able to escape. Okay. So again, in the chaos of all this happening, she runs out. And she's able to get to the van. I was like, did she have the keys on her? Maybe they yeah, left the keys you know. in the van. I don't know. Right. 
She gets to the van and escapes just as Crawford's getting outside and an ambulance is pulling up into like the little entryway. Yeah. And we see these two MTs are taking a, a drunk guy out of the ambulance on a gurney. And one of them starts to wheel him over while one of them is still in the back of the, of the ambulance. And she looks and hears the drunk guy screaming. She runs over and he's sort of just in the doorway. And he says, I saw a man with a snake growing out of his head. Oh. And she says, Where, where's my other, my fellow EMT, whose name is Harley. She says, where's Harley? Why, he was just taking you inside. She turns Allison and sees Harley. And she says, Harley, are you all right? Allison, we see Harley. He's on the ground. He's on the ground, clearly dead. His eyeball dangling out of his raw fucking gaping eye sockets. Like, yeah, he's not doing well. You don't have to ask, are you no, all right? he's not doing well. He's doing bad. Bad. As soon as she sees that, Crawford attacks the female EMT as the drunk guy screams. Luckily, he's just there to... Oh, he does suck her eyeball. Sorry about that. He okay, does sure. murder the other EMT, sucks out her eyeball, and then peels away the ambulance. Of course, they're both... He and McMichaels, Michaels are both headed back to the house um, and as soon as she gets there, she goes to the attic. Immediately, we see the resonator, which is damaged from the fire extinguisher. And luckily, Allison, she's there to put a bomb on the resonator with a five-minute countdown. Okay. Where'd she get it? I don't know. And Not I don't want to know. Not great. Also, five minutes is too long. Way too long. I'll give you two. two. I would say one is the way to go. Five. Right. A lot could happen a in five lot minutes, could happen in five minutes. And a lot's about to happen because she comes down the stairs only to be grabbed and dragged into the SNM room and put in cuffs by Crawford. Of course. And she says, why are you doing this? He says, because I love you, Catherine. I want to be together. She's like, okay, well, we can talk about that, but we have to destroy the resonator. If it's still here, he, we know now he can turn it on. He turned it on that last time. And if he's allowed to, he will devour us and the rest of the human race we will be devoured into the beyond. We'll be subsumed into it. And he tells her, oh, but don't worry. It won't hurt. And as she screams, oh, he sort of no. leans in and his pineal gland emerges from his mind anus. Oh, no. As he locks his mouth over her eyeball, she's able to wrench her face free and she bites off his pineal gland at the root, Allison. Good. Fortunately... Sure. Exactly. He collapses, but now he's sane. Like, that was sort of, like, right, driving like him out. that. Yes. Yeah. So he hits the ground, but he's like, oh, my God. Like, what the fuck's going on? Unfortunately, upstairs, Pretorius has been able to um, turn on the resonator again, and then he materializes in the, in the S&M room. And here it is. He said that this is the lie that I'm like, God, like, our understanding of sex is so insane. Yes. Because this is his, this is the last time we see this. We got to have a line to say how depraved it is. And his line is. The greatest sensual pleasure there is is to know the desires of another mind. I know your desires, you impotent pink. I think that's great. We that's should want to know we that. we should all strive to be doing with that's partners. That's actually good. That's what we, like, what? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. My pineal gland is off the charts, Allison. I was like, I could not believe that that was like the considered this like life. out there beyond, yeah, terrible. That's so funny consideration of set. That's wild. And I do think, again, as a queer person, it's like I've just sort of, sort of started to engage with concepts of like people having like kink at Pride. Like, why is there kink there? Like, right. 
the importance of it. And I, I have more kink from the beyond. Okay. More kink and pride, more kink from the beyond, because clearly we're not there. Where we can have a, an understanding of like, yeah, the only thing that should matter is consent. There's nothing else that, like right. you, two adult consenting adults Being on in conversation is the biggest, right. The only way and to I start. Like, I was like, man, this is again, horror reveals to us important things. So yeah, maybe I was supposed to see this at this time in my queer journey. Cause I was yes. like, hey, you should know the desires of another mind. We should all want to know the desires of each other's minds. Yes. If, you know, if we're if having sex with one another. Yeah. Or if you listen to the podcast, yeah. we'll tell you, you know, we'll tell you what we're up to. And I wrote, I love horror so much. I, I, I thought it was, <laughs> I, I, it's great. Um, and so Crawford screams, I know your desires, you impotent pig. She'll know too how pathetic you are, how you can't make love. So I think that's sort of like, oh, we're saying that he engaged in SM because he can't make love. And I guess we're like, that's as a man, like the worst thing that you can't make love. Sure. But I didn't know if you meant you literally, he couldn't literally have sex or he didn't know how to, to yeah. bring love into it. Yeah. But then or- he, I don't know. Because yeah. he also called him an impotent pig. I'm like, are you calling him literally impotent? Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, but luckily, um Crawford attempts to escape. Literally, also, um uh McMichaels is still chained up. He abandons her. Oh. This motherfucker, he I love you, I'm gone. He runs on the stairs, but fortunately, Allison, he is descended on, but what I would well, by what I would describe as a sopping wet vagina pterodactyl. That flies oh, down the stairs. Hey. And again, the, the vagina of it all, I guess like it's sort of the, we, we had the penile, the phallus, and this is sort of like a hack. The, the pterodactyls, it's, the face is sort of vaginal, like the oh. lamprey eel. Sure, sure. But yeah, it descends on him like a hat and then just starts consuming him head down. Okay. Unfortunately, Allison, now that Beyond is just popping off, everything's flying out, including the eels. Big Michaels is still chained up and they start attacking her, but fortunately- <sighs> They do her a solid and they bite through her, like her cuffs. So like her bindings. I know, really, the eels are really the Loki here with this movie. Um, And and to distract the eels, she lights a matchbook and tosses it and they're all drawn to light, which I guess we knew from the flashlight earlier. Like they're drawn to light. Luckily, so she runs, she she tries to run out of the house, which I probably would have done too, but the the vagina pterodactyl's there and we see Crawford's headless body. He's also been, and it's not like a ragged wound, which is even more disgusting. It's like this like flesh colored sort of like nub. Like it's like almost like their heads are like fully like pulled off. off. Yeah. Like, like, yeah, like sucked off. Yeah, exactly. Like it's almost like their heads are made of clay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. It's just like a little like thing. Um, and so unfortunately the pterodactyl's there. So she has to run back up. And as she runs up into the attic, Allison, there are gallons of water pouring down. So if you thought it wasn't wet enough, baby, this the house is fucking wet? filling up with water. And she runs in and she's, again, going to try to shut down the fucking machine. Pretorius is there and his what? mouth opens. He's laughing, c- cackling the whole time. And we see a human hand starts emerging from his mouth and a body starts to pull, pull itself out. And it's Crawford and he's fully well in his hair. And he screams, run, Catherine. And I think we're to think he's been subsumed into the beyond, but there's still some part of him that's human. Mm-hmm. Because then he starts ripping Pretorius apart from the inside. So he's basically inside this gigantic wet creature body. And they're fighting each other, tearing each other to pieces to the point where they are just a, a sort of a carpet 
of goo, like a piled bunch of sure. blankets made of goo. Sure. And they battle until they are just both screaming skulls on stalks, writhing around covered in goo. And McMichaels did the thing that I would have done immediately the second I went in this house. She just fucking leaps through the third story attic window. I don't see other options. Right, because she's just like, "Um, I gotta gotta get out of here. Fuck out of here. Bye. And as she does it, the resonator, finally, we hit the countdown of the bomb. The resonator explodes. Long enough. She hits the fucking ground and her leg breaks so badly the bone juts through the, her skin. And all the neighbors rush out, including uh, the neighbor who had the little dog, Bunny. Yeah. And she says, oh my God, what happened up there? And we see Dr. McMichaels look up and her face is covered in blood. And she says, it ate him. And then she just starts hysterically laughing her oh, mind God. again, shattered like a cup. Shattered like a coffee cup and screaming and laughing in front of all these neighbors as the house burns down. Beyond. Beyond. Beyond, baby. Wow. Um, Allison, uh-huh. what are some fatal mistakes that some people may have made in the film from Beyond? Fatal mistakes. Like, once you know the vibe of Beyond, yeah, don't go back. Don't yeah. thing. Be like, okay, let's not engage. And I guess maybe that's what, like sort of like the the fear of the beyond is also like the fear of SM and like the fear yeah. of like taboo or extreme sex of like once you pop, you can't stop. Like it like you yeah. become obsessed. Like these the the our idea of like both sexuality, like arousal of any kind of like, well, you better not become too aroused because right. then you'll go insane. And that right. is kind of how we think about sex. Like it's yes. like we have to think about it in such a limited way because if you step outside of it you'll be a pervert or like, it's like, you'll be driven right. mad. You'll be, you'll go right. beyond the, reality. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating stuff. Um, yeah. Setting the bomb for a long, for such a long time. Like we could have wrapped that up faster. Um, and you know, I don't know going when you get a bomb to the from, house at all. Maybe like when you buy a bomb, it's already set for five minutes. That and I wouldn't like know how to factory setting. It. Yeah. Yeah. You stop, she probably stopped at the bomb store on the way there. Yes. I think they sell them at Costco. Yeah. I get, again, it's almost like there were a lot of mistakes made, but I think once the first one was the going back the first time, not taking Crawford at his word, because yeah. once she started to get affected by it, then it's kind of it was kind of curtains yeah. for everybody. Once you sort of get with the range of the beyond, mm-hmm. huh? And then uh, the spooky scale, Allison. Um, mm. Where are we at? A spooky scale. I'm gonna give this a three. Okay. No, a four. A four. A four. Okay. Because I think the goo. Yeah. And also like the the eels. Yeah. The like mutations of like being a chair made of tumors as a man. Yeah. Like that stuff mm-hmm. is scary. Uh-huh. But it's also so funny and fun and horny that I think like a four. And that is what made it like, this is a perfect, yeah, I agree. It's like, this is a perfect horror movie to me. It had everything. It was gross. It was horny. It was like seeking to have horrifying moments that really were genuinely shocking. Yes. And also it had one-liners. One-liners. I love a one-liner. What about you? I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a four as well. Uh, Because there were certain moments, like when you like, 
we initially see the eels, when you mm-hmm. finally see that he's a big wet chair made of tumors, mm-hmm. there are some great moments. That being yeah. said, I do think, like, you know, the experiment of it all sort of provides a framework. But I liked that this was kind of nonstop. And and they were compelled to come back rather than, you know, um, trying to explain it in an emotional way. It's sort of like they were driven to want to be near it and to engage with it. And that that is, I mean, look, as much as I criticize it, that, that, there is, we are all indoctrinated into that belief yes. about like, well, once you find something, you like it too much, things get a little out of hand. Um, and I, I think there's something compelling about that. So I'll say four. All right. A four. Um, yeah. And, uh, well, Allison, what a pleasure. What a pleasure. Horny month continues apace. Horny month. We hope everyone's being horn- as horny as possible this month. We re- mean that. Be horny. Be as horny as you um, would like to be. Yeah, whatever, is, whatever that whatever means that to, means what, to what you. What horny means to me, you know? Yeah, you don't have to be horny. Whatever your baseline horny is, I think is perfect. And uh, on that note, yeah, join us February Sunday, February 26th, when we do M. Night Shyamalan's new movie for a live show, uh, Knock at the Cabin. Um, tickets at moment.co slash ruined. And uh, I guess all that's left is for us to ask if you wouldn't Please mind. Keep, keep it horny. horny. Keep it horny this month. Keep it wet. Keep it wet. Ruined is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bach, Sabrina Fonfetter, and Houston Snyder. Recorded and edited by Kat Iosa. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?